It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled My Favorite. And our scripture reference for today is taken from James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And as always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. While warning against the sin of partiality, James 2 gives a subtle example of what makes God's church so powerful. To be sure, James says our actions stemmed from favoritism lead to evil thoughts. So, yes, I'm okay with calling it sin. How can any of us treat any other people better or worse because of who they are or what they have? God, who is above everything and has everything, has looked on each of us with love and compassion. Part of our response to God's amazing love is that we are to see each other in the same way. I'm sure you know, however, that often we don't. Remember when Jesus told us not to pray like the people who want attention? When they pray, they have received their full reward. I guess the same is true when we give certain people special privilege. We feel special as a return. Well, there's your reward, I suppose. And who knows, if we take care of someone who has a lot, there may be a time later that person takes care of us. Such an approach to our relationships dwindles each person's value to what they can do for me. Again, let's consider God's perspective about us. Our value to God isn't based on what we can do for Him. What can we do for Him that no one else can? We are loved by God simply because we are His. Why can't we love each other for the same reason? The church is called to be God's witness to the world. What your church does matters to the mission of the entire church. What your church doesn't do also matters to the mission of the entire church. So, if favoritism is your church's favorite MO, guess what happens to our shared witness? If you think that's too far a stretch, consider this. If someone without prior church or faith convictions happens to experience the negative effects of your church's favoritism, that person does not say, I wish this church was like that more loving church down the street. That person is only able to base their assumption of what God's church is like by what they experienced at your church. Is that fair? Maybe, maybe not. But it means our commitment to each other is just as important to other people as it is to us. Now, thank God for the subtle example in James chapter 2, verse 2. He says, For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, And from there, he goes on to talk about favoritism. But notice how he thinks it's possible for rich people and poor people to be in worship together. That was a reality for the early church. It always has been. God forgive us when we distinguish our churches based on how rich we are, by what we have, or even by our cultural identity. We are called to be worshipers of God. Any other distinction is our own creation. 
and we're called to be in worship together. In our gatherings, God unites all people. The next time you go to church, consider what you know about the people there. Chances are you know less than you think. Have you shown favoritism? Do you treat people differently based on their jobs or who they are in the community? Are you less tolerant of people with less social capital? The next time you go to church, thank God he's giving you the chance to worship with another child of God. Stay blessed.